0: Everyone And welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters I am your host with the most Mexi Pants Coming to you live from the city that's a state That's not a state, that is a city Delaware, Ohio Right outside the courthouse And what a podcast we have for you today Let us begin with some announcements. We have potentially a new sponsor. We'll probably start announcing that here shortly. But because now we're up to four sponsors, we might have the podcast be slightly longer than normal. Now, aside from that, I would also like to announce for those of you who don't know, the NBA season is supposed to be officially canceled because one of those players tested positive for the coronavirus. And there's always one person to ruin it for everybody else. Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz apparently tested positive for the virus but felt completely fine. And that's the thing that people need to understand. I mentioned it slightly before. The reason... This is going around Is because the Chinese decided to not say anything For over a month And what happens Well how many people in China Travel to other places around the world Around the holidays Well that was a bad move for the Chinese Because yeah maybe Chinese New Year's in February So they don't give two craps But American Chinese people Travel for the holidays So if you look at the U.S. map Where the majority of the cases are being discovered, now that we have testing, are the major Chinatowns over in the west coast, New York and we all know the the China bus likes to travel up and down the coast, so that's why you see it along the eastern coast places like Atlanta Florida, the Carolinas even Kentucky, why? I mean I've taken the China bus before and it gets all the way to freaking Louisville In Lexington. So, that prevented a lot of countermeasures. And also, it doesn't help the government is is playing this off as like another version of the flu. Which is, I'm not going to lie, that is not necessarily wrong. Obviously, it's going to impact people with upper respiratory problems more. Diabetic people, uh, people who um have lung disease smoke you know, the the elderly yeah it's going to affect them, the newborns yeah that makes sense cuz the newborns are trying to breathe for the first time and older people are old so Italy for example not knowing what to do is like oh yeah no no it's fine it's just like the food well yeah well guess what Italy doesn't have as many hospitals as the, say the UK or the US so once other sort of things start hitting the shit start hitting the fan Well, yeah. I mean, you got to pick between: Are you saving ninety-year-old grandma who can't breathe, or are you saving forty-year-old husband of two, uh, husband and uh, of a wife and two kids? I mean, I know what I'd pick. I'm just saying that that that's part of the problem. We're not. I'm not saying freak out and go to the store and start buying everything, mind you. I still don't understand if you're supposed to get flu-like symptoms. Symptoms? Why everybody's buying toilet paper? Like it's not diarrhea. So let's get that that fact right. I mean, unless you're using toilet paper to blow your nose, I can see that. But hey, that's why Italy had to go on lockdown, which we found out this week. They had to go on lockdown. Uh, Serie A's canceled. And I'm gonna I'm to say this: If the year Liverpool finally wins the league, the Premiership gets canceled, and we get our trophy delayed, I'll be very pissed. I was trying to fly out for the presentation But now Flying to Europe is out of the question Even my next two races Milwaukee and Kansas City I'm mm, I'm not feeling about going Because again What did China do? They restricted social Gatherings So you gotta restrict social events And stay on lockdown China's pattern now, there's no new cases. It's going downhill, of course. I mean, that makes sense. And uh, Italy's gonna follow, the rest of Europe is gonna follow, and then eventually we'll have to just, you know, tough it out for a month or two. Which leaves uh, leads us into May. Hopefully, those races that I have going on, the New England Challenge and all that, don't get cancelled. Because I literally paid quite a hefty money for that. So it either gets deferred or It better not happen, the cancellation, I mean, because obviously I plan on going to these things. I mean, you can't do the Kobe 32 if you take out like half of those races. It just doesn't make sense. But that's the thing. The NBA season got canceled. I mean, if you're going to an event where there's more than 20 people, yeah, don't go. Because I could trust myself to keep myself protected. But you don't know which jabroni touched another jabroni. And next thing you know, you're getting flu-like symptoms. I actually believe that here in the U.S., we already had it. For the simple fact that a lot of Asians travel here. And interact with other Asian Americans. And because nobody told us anything over the holidays... Well, a lot of people came and visit or went to Asia and visited their family, and came back. They probably brought it back. We have a good healthcare system tech-wise. So a lot of people had flu like symptoms, and around that time people get the flu shot. Yeah, I mean it helps. I myself I wouldn't say I had the flu, but I had flu like symptoms for like a couple days. Around January and then recently coming back from Arkansas for my marathon. I you know, I had a slight fever one day. I felt completely fine. But I had a slight fever and then it went away. Which is weird. All I did was sleep it off, drink a lot of vitamins, you know, eat some soup, rest. Fever went away. Guess what? Now I can go to work. And that's the thing. The government here is trying to. First, they're playing it off like nothing's going on. Now they're trying to say, "Oh shit, we need to do something about it because heaven forbid the stock market crashes like it's doing. We heaven forbid Trump doesn't get his money. Oh, so now we're gonna do payroll payroll tax cuts. Woo! Look at me and don't go to work. Oh yeah, don't go to work. Work from home. I can easily work from home. I can guarantee you, my attorney's not going to shut down and make us work from home. That's not happening. And as somebody who already had the thing, possibly, yeah, I'm not 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 going to work. You are paying me for going to work. I can assure you that right now. And that's the thing. If you work at a firm like I do, where well, there's like maybe, what, 10 people? Yeah. I can I can trust that they're not going to come touch me with their nonsense, and I lie, soul, everything. So, I am fine. Those of you over there, again, like I said, take care. Don't go licking, you know, subway poles. Don't go... Not washing your hands. I mean I, it's it's baffling to me that in a society nowadays where we literally have to tell millennials and these younger generations, wash your hands. Like it's ridiculous. But hey, it is what it is. On that note, let's remind everybody that if you are out and about, check out Hand and Stone Massage. Maxi just got a beautiful massage with my girl crystal at the players location. You can too. Use the promo code MEXI and save on your membership and your first Swedish massage. Extra perks are extra dollars. Hand and Stone Massage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. And if you still want to work out, Super Studios 253 has workouts, 21-day challenge. You can do the exercise at home. You don't have to come to the studio, but sign up now. Use the promo code MEXI, get perks as well. Save on your glasses, and install Massage. Another proud sponsor of the Max In My Matters podcast. And last but not least, make sure you're covered. Maxi's premiums coming up in April, so I'm renewing my policy with American National. Make sure you have limits that match liability, uninsured motorists, underinsured motorists, and medical payments across the board. Give my man Ramo a call. You know the number by now. American National, a proud sponsor of The Maxi My Miners Podcast Now let's get to the most important Portion of today's podcast I would like to dedicate today's podcast To the younger generations Who have no clue How to write a fucking resume A CV You know, the part That tells people Hey, I'm employable Yeah, it's a little piece of paper In case you don't know well, now you know. The key to a resume is that you want it to stand out. The and I don't understand how people are good at social media, but it can't. They're not good at putting this in paper. the The CV, your your curriculum vitae, Latin. For those who don't know what CV stands for, your resume is the old school version of your profile for work of course because before we had MySpace before we had Facebook before we had Instagram before we had all the Snapchat filters you had a piece of paper that you would send out to get a fucking job now what's the point of this piece of paper just like any other profile on social media it is to accentuate your better qualities. Now, of course, not to the social media degree where like, hey, let me use a filter to, to not show that I look like a, like a fucking moo moo. No. There's no pictures on the resume. So that's number one rule. No pictures. Number two, a page. Two at the most if you're going to send it electronically. But a page. All you have to do to begin with, now I want everybody, anybody who doesn't know how to write a resume, I want you to pull up your resume and stare at it if you have one. First and foremost, everybody should have this on their phone nowadays because with the way people just like to quit jobs because, oh my God, I don't like my boss. Sidebar. That's another thing I don't understand with younger generations. It's like, We have certain liberties in this country That no other country has This is why America is the greatest nation In this fucking country If you want to speak your mind The first amendment's right there Can you imagine a government That doesn't have social media Yeah, that's called China Imagine we were not allowed to have social media Imagine you weren't allowed As actors Comedians, performers To make fun of your leaders Of your president That is unheard of We have that liberty Other countries do not There is censorship In the government In other countries Hell, I'm pretty sure in some countries You mock the head of state You get your head chopped off It's called treason Yeah Oh yeah! Oh, heads chop off here. Everybody's f- flipping dick. Actually, people here flip dick for like the most nonsensical reasons. But imagine, imagine actually, can you? Somebody gets head chopped off because they made fun of the president. Yeah, that doesn't happen here. Why? Because we have freedom. Freedom. But anyways, isn't it nice? That with those freedoms that you could choose. I have yet to, I don't remember a scenario where I said to myself, Oh my God, I don't like this coworker. Let me quit my job. I'm sorry. I have mouths to feed. I have a paycheck that I need to live off of. It must be glorious to not go to work because, Oh my God, I don't like one of my coworkers. Or my boss is a dick. Yeah. Two options, very simple. Either suck it up and take the paycheck or B, quit and find a new job. One of my coworkers who is leaving for another job. Here's the thing. If you have to brag about the new job, then it's probably not that great. Number two, she told me when she got hired that she actually thought Working at a legal firm was going to be easier than, I don't know, her previous job where she was a claims adjuster. That already shows me that you had no clue what you were getting yourself into, which means that you were probably underqualified for the job. Now, back to the resume. I understand that you may be unemployed and may need a job, but you gotta also, as part of the resume, know your skills. Cause guess what? Skills, you gotta divide your resume in the category. Skills is number two on the list. So you start off, write this down, people. You start off with, I like to call it in my resume, objectives, which is kind of like a little, like an intro to What I want to accomplish And that gets tailored to the job I am applying to I myself have a general resume A interpreting and translating resume And a legal resume For the simple fact that I would like to work within law And at worst case scenario Interpreting and translating There is no reason why on my resume I have to put that I worked at FedEx For a month That I worked at UPS for a month That I worked at Taco Bell For 40 days They don't even know that Because it's irrelevant Unless I'm going to apply at McDonald's That is irrelevant Now of course If you are applying at McDonald's Then obviously 40 days at Taco Bell Is a useful thing to, to put on there But in my case it is not So Know your worth Summarize the objectives of what you want to put or what, what job you want to get, and then put your skills right there. Bam! Skills. Now, within that, I would like to point out that skills, it may seem dumb, but anything is a skill. Now, obviously, you gotta tailor it to the job you're applying for. If you're applying for a job, I don't know, as a claims adjuster, they don't really care if you know you can stick a whole banana down your throat. That nobody cares about that. So you gotta tailor it, okay? If you're working. If you're trying to get a job as a prostitute, I mean, I don't think you need a resume for that. There's some jobs you really don't need a resume for. But put a, you know, put a banana down your throat. Seems like a good thing to put on a resume in that scenario. So, again, tailor the skills. Because, I mean, you're not going to, I mean, I could put a whole page of skills, but that's that's not what my resume looks like. Again, you have a page to work with, it's got to be tailored to the job. Now, after skills, there's a nice little category that I like to call accomplishments. Those are for awards or any kind of certificates, awards, anything you've earned. For example, to be a claims adjuster, you need a certificate. Well, they put it on there. If you want to be an attorney, you need to put there that you may have gotten some certificates for being, I don't know, the best attorney in the land. Or if you are, you know, in sports, you may put on there that you've, I don't know, you've won uh, five NBA titles. Like, you know, you know. Awards should be its own category. Now, right with awards, and you can even, depending on how many awards you have, you can group it with the following category, education. Yes, that is key on your resume. They need to know what degrees you have. In my case, two masters and a bachelor's degree. Bam, right there on the resume. My certificates, oh, bunch of language awards because guess who speaks six languages yeah that needs to be bam right there that alone don't need to read the rest i'm already hired Mexi has never gone to an interview and not gotten a job ever and this is why now i will say also this If you don't have an education, well, obviously, you can't put an education category. That just makes sense. But you damn well better have some kind of category that awards or education. If you don't have both, well, <laughs> I mean, most of the jobs that you should be applying for really don't need a resume, if that's the case. Now, last and not least, the last category, usually the biggest of it, is... Job history, aka as I like to call Experience, don't call it job history Call it experience Sounds better And then you tailor It to the job you're applying for You list the Jobs That you've done And the skills and things you were doing At the jobs, as long as it's truthful Key point Make sure it's truthful List them on your fucking Resume now, of course, again, like I said, if I'm applying to work at a firm, nobody cares that I used to strip. Nobody cares that I used to work at Taco Bell. Nobody cares that I used to work at a call center. Nobody cares about that. And that's the key. Nowadays, people just want to apply for anything. Fake it till you make it, they say. No, because then you're going to be miserable at the job. You're going to try and spend the first couple months of the job learning what to do which is going to not help anyone. And that's the thing. You cannot say... I mean, it's okay to embellish. Like, I embellish myself a few things. Not going to lie. It's okay to embellish. But there's a difference between saying... Like, say you worked at a previous firm. There's a big difference between saying... Helped with accounting. When in reality... You weren't helping With accounting Versus somebody who puts Helped with accounting Disbursements cutting checks Yada 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 The person who can say in detail What they were helping with accounting Because here's the thing They will ask you in the interview Oh what kind of help with accounting were you doing And if you fumble that answer Yeah you're not getting hired I'm not going to lie. Most people have shitty resumes, but because they can lie to the employer, they still get the job. And that's the issue. You shouldn't have to lie on your first interview. And most employers don't really go into detail on the first interview, which is another thing that's on the employer side that I can't control. But I can at least help you guys have a decent resume. Because guess what? Um, it's not that hard. Now, luckily for you guys, we on the podcast have an example of what not to do when writing a fucking resume. Now, first and foremost, I would like to point out that if you're looking for a job, don't write your resume at your old job. Like if you're using company time to write a resume to leave the company, Yeah, they're more likely going to find out, and that's more and that's number one way to get fired. Yeah. And nobody wants to get fired, trust me. Nobody wants to get fired. Now, how not to write a resume? Let's let's start off by now how does Mexi have this example? Now I'm not gonna go into names. Of who this resume belongs to. But just know. That this fell on my lap. Because somebody was a moron. And decided to leave it on the fax machine. Instead of getting rid of the evidence. And then people think that. It's okay. To just. You know. Do this at your old job. Number one thing on the top. Oh. I forgot to mention, but it's kind of understood. When you write your resume, all the way at the top, there's no title. You don't put resume. You just put your name, address, phone number, fax number, email on the top as a letterhead. Just FYI. For those who still don't know how to use Word or write a proper resume or use a letterhead. Just just going out there. So this person at least did that right. Mind you, it looks kind of tacky because it's a top middle and little small, you know, font and bolded, but hey, whatever. Also, this is not a fucking, you know, this is not something you're doing for a fucking play or just for show. Don't use different fonts. Times New Roman, font 12 will be okay. Don't be using 20,000 fonts. Now, skills. QuickBooks, Excel, Microsoft Word, and many other computer programs. I am an enthusiastic and motivational worker. That right there. Now, mind you, not terrible of something to say for a resume. But also, I know, because this is a former employee... That this is a flat out lie. Nobody. Who knew this person. Is going to believe. That they knew. How to do. Excel Word or QuickBooks. This is an employee. Who. Was basically. Answering phone calls. Incorrectly. And she's trying to tell people. People. That she was motivational when all she did was cuss at clients. No. I can assure you, nobody's gonna be motivating shit. So that's first and foremost. Don't be lying on your fucking resume. I am diverse in the work field. Yeah, that means that you have multiple jobs. That's just all it basically is. That is not a skill. I am diverse in the work field. No. Like a skill is you could type 50 words. In under a minute. That's a skill. Speak six languages. That's a skill. Having multiple jobs. Being enthusiastic. Is not a fucking skill. I'm sorry. I don't know who people think they are. But that's just not a skill set. Now. There's no awards category. There's no. Education category. Oh, wait, no, the other is. It's all the way at the bottom of the resume. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to read your job experience and then get to the education and be like, oh, well, this person sucks. Because apparently somebody only went to high school. And that's the thing. There's no shame in only having graduated high school. But if you want to do that, put that at the top, right below skills. Because if your skills category is great, then you can put an award/ education category and list that there. Graduate of high school well don't award it like that like high school diploma from blah 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 that's how you do it. Awards it's an award. a diploma is an award. so is a bachelor's degree because you could literally put went to, went to college like my little brother, But if he didn't graduate, guess what? He'll have a diploma. Now, job experience. And here's the thing. It does not look good when you have the same job listed twice for two different dates and there's a giant year gap. Now, they're going to ask you, of course, in your interview, why would you leave the firm? And then uh, you're going to say some bullshit answer. Well, here's the thing. And here's what people don't understand. Employers verify shit. The good ones that actually know what they're doing. So if you're going to be, I don't know, lying about why you left your job and why there's a year gap, make sure you, you don't know that they're going to follow up on that. Because I can assure you, I've done this before where people call me referencing other co-workers and I'm not gonna sugarcoat. It. Oh wait, they said what? Yeah, no, that's not how that was. Sorry, they lied. Now here's the other unfortunate thing in the um, in the rules, or oh, not rules, unwritten rules of I don't know, writing a resume. You want to make sure. That you at least have, how do I put this delicately? You want to make sure at least that you're not contradicting yourself within your resume. And by that I mean, if you're going to say, I used to be a server, a bartender, managed restaurants, worked in warehouses, and also worked as a receptionist as part of your skills, aka... None of those are skills, mind you. Those are all work history. And then you put job experience, and there's not a single bartending job, restaurant manager, or warehouse job on there. Yeah, that's a problem. That resume doesn't even make any sense. I was a sales assistant at an equipment company. Uh, I used to be a customer service advocate, placing and scheduling orders. Uh... That doesn't even make any sense. I used to work for a trash service company. I was their office manager. Please. As somebody who used to work at a job that I am at, you cannot expect somebody to not verify with that employer that you used to be an office manager. But that's the thing. That that is an example of a bad resume. You can't list standard stuff that is not even skills a skill would be speak six languages a skill would be um i don't know able to like i said type 50 to 60 words in under a minute a skill would be um let's see uh able to process checks with one hand that's actually a skill uh ambidextrous that's a skill. Um, let's see, i final to find of, of examples of skills, um, canned, drive a car blindfolded. That's a skill. Even though I don't see what job that would be, you know, pertaining to, but it's still a skill. Listing that you used to bartend and being an office manager, not skills, job history. So if you're going to learn anything from today's podcast, I would say Make sure you know the definition of words. Make sure you know how to use Microsoft Word. Because if you're going to... See, that's, that in itself is a skill in my resume. Because I have it listed as fully proficient in various computer programs such as... And you list all the ones that you actually know how to use pretty damn well. If you're experienced with, I don't know, legal programs like My Case, Needles, LexisNexis, that is a skill. But you got to say you're proficient at it if you are proficient at it. Don't lie because they will catch you. That is the number one reason why people who leave jobs within a year, that is the number one reason why. Oh, they get caught not knowing what they're doing, even though they said that they knew, yeah. And then they quit for another job because they're about to get fired. Hmm. So, if you learned anything from today, make sure you write a proper resume. Like I said, don't call it intro. Please don't call it intro. Objectives or whatever you have to have you. Fully professional and experienced worker, individual, whatever have you, looking for blah, blah, blah. Also, as a rule of thumb, make sure you don't use I. I personally would never hire someone in a, in a resume if it, only, if it says I do this, I do that. No. A good resume, you don't need to say I because it already it already reads itself. Now, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. As always... We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. All the episodes are there. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Hit us up on social media. If you have any questions about how to write a resume, you need more help, I actually consult. That's what I have. A self-employment 1099. That's what I do. I give advice. I consult. You want me to consult you into how to do a proper resume? Let me know. Hit me up. Social media. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. If you're privileged enough to have my number, give us a buzz. And as always, remember, where there is a Mexican, there is a way. Until next time, everybody have a good week.